Hello and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root, coming to you on Spotify and various other podcast outlets. Today, I'll be covering two education stories, chemical bans, a stupid recreational marijuana story, and more. But first, as you know, don't forget to share, like, and or subscribe. Also, don't forget to visit dakotarustler.org and click on the store link or make a donation. I appreciate it very much, and it helps me to offset the cost of producing this podcast. With that said, let's get started. Number one, Duluth's Private schools are making big changes to manage growth, adding teachers, increasing teacher hours, and reconfiguring the way buildings are being used. Private school enrollment in Duluth is now 27% higher than during the 2019-20 school year. Overall in Minnesota, there has been approximately a 10% growth in private schools. Duluth government schools, on the other hand, have declined in enrollment 4% since 2020, the pandemic time, mirroring what has been happening in the state's other government schools. The bump in private schools may have started during the pandemic as some families sought in-person instruction, but most of the families have chosen to stay private, meaning long-term changes are being made to accommodate them. COVID has forever changed society, and one of those changes is it allowed parents to know there are opportunities outside the public option that existed. Well, it's about time. Hopefully, young parents of today are realizing that the materialism of previous generations is not as important as the well-being of their children. Perhaps they're starting to grasp the idea that BMW should stand for Be Much Wiser. Yes, we do not need to send our children to public schools where they're being indoctrinated with society's new progressive outlook and glorifying socialism. So yeah, if you can afford it, send your kid to private school. Duluth has seen an increase. Minnesota has seen an increase, and hopefully it's increasing everywhere. Number two, the U.S. isn't the only country trying to censor history. Students in India have new textbooks that have been purged of the details on the nation's Muslim history, its caste discrimination, and more. All in an attempt that critics say destroys the history in order to further Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu national agenda. Hmm, does this sound like our attempt to cancel our history of slavery in favor of our progressive agenda? Hey, it's great to acknowledge history and learn from it, not repeat it. Textbook chapters on this country's past Islamic rulers are either slimmed down or gone. A chapter in 12th grade textbooks called Kings and Chronicles, the Mughal Courts, was completely deleted. The textbooks also admitted references to the fairly recent 2002 riots in the Indian state of Gujarat, where hundreds of Indian Muslims were killed while Modi was that state's leader. 
It also eliminated references to Mohandas Gandhi's pursuit of Hindu-Muslim unity, which eventually led Hindu extremists to assassinate the leader. An Indian professor now living in the U.S., teaching history at UC Santa Barbara, stated, quote, The minds of children are now under direct onslaught, so you basically create a body of students who come out knowing very little about the history of social justice, the history of democracy, the history of diversity, and so on, unquote. Almost sounds like he's talking about American students, doesn't it? Hindu nationalism has been intensified under Modi and has led to violent clashes, bulldozing of Indian Muslim communities, and deepening polarization throughout India. In other words, censorship and cancel culture, just like what's happening here in America. What's their excuse for removing all these references? According to the director of the National Council of Educational Research and Training, they are meant to, quote, ease student workload, unquote. So if you're a student in India, you will know that the Taj Mahal exists, but not any history of, of what's behind it. Kind of like knowing why the Jefferson Memorial exists in D.C. Oh, wait. Most students today probably don't know why the Jefferson Memorial exists. After all, Jefferson had slaves, so heaven forbid he is ever talked about. Let me tell you, one thing that does need canceled is cancel culture. Because again, if you fail to learn from history by canceling it out, you're bound to repeat it. Number three. Lawmakers in California want to ban some chemicals in popular rainbow candies and processed foods like Skittles, Nerds, Hot Tamales, Cake Icing, and Strawberry Nesquik, all of which no human should be eating in the first place. A proposed bill is seeking to halt the manufacture, sale, or distribution of any food product in the state containing Red dye number three, titanium dioxide, potassium bromate, bromated vegetable oil, or propyl paraben, arguing that those chemicals are dangerous and already banned in the European Union and other countries. Naturally, several greedy food industry groups sent out a letter last week against the proposed bill saying that all five of these additives have been thoroughly reviewed by the federal and state systems and many international scientific bodies and continue to be deemed safe. Deemed being the key word. So let's review these five ingredients. Titanium dioxide is a white food colorant often used in candies and processed foods to give a smooth texture and more brilliant colors. It is found in the U.S. recipe for Skittles, but not an ingredient in the same candies sold in Europe. If I recall correctly, it used to be in a lot of toothpaste, but no longer is. Red dye number three is used in products including hot tamales and Peeps marshmallows. 
1990, the FDA banned the use of red dye number three in cosmetics and externally applied drugs. So, if it's banned for external use, why is it not banned for internal use, which is far more dangerous? Can you name one other product that you eat but would be scared to apply to your skin? Potassium bromate is often found in baked goods but has been banned in foods in countries including India, Brazil, Canada, and across Europe. Britain banned it over 30 years ago. I'm willing to bet their breads and cookies are just as delicious as ours. Bromated vegetable oil is a food additive that is sometimes used to stop ingredients from separating and floating to the top of beverages. It is banned as a food additive in Europe. If you're drinking what you should be drinking, say water, milk, orange juice, and other natural products, this would not be a problem. Put down the soda and put down the other junk drinks. You don't need them, which means you don't need the brominated vegetable oil. Propyl paraben is a preservative that is used in cosmetics and used as a food additive in various baked goods, including certain cake icing. It is not approved for use in the EU. And on top of that, the Environmental Working Group, or a Environmental Working Group, say the preservative is linked to disruptions in hormone signaling, which bodes the question. Is the sudden wave in trans people a result of them eating too much cake icing since it messes up with hormones? <laughs> I don't know. The point is, quit putting chemicals in your body. It's the reason this country's health crisis is so bad. I'm 100% with California on this. You can't claim you care about people's health when you allow so much chemical BS in food products. It's time to put an end to it. With that, it's time to take a break. I'll be back in about 40 seconds. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. Just want to do my usual shout outs to Dan Heim and Vinnie Camilleri who produce all the music that's used on this show and also to Arabelle Kimmick who does the voiceovers for me. Thank you very much for allowing me to use you in my production here. All right, let's get back to the stories. Number four. The Google Authenticator app has received a critical update for Android and iOS that allows users to back up their two-factor authentication one-time passwords, known as OTPs, to their Google accounts and have multiple device support. Think about that as I continue. See if you can foresee the problem. 
Google Authenticator is an extremely popular authentication app with over 100 million installs that lets users generate one-time passwords for 2FA verification. Using an authentication app is a safer alternative to SMS and email-based 2FA because those can be compromised by hackers or ported by SIM swap actors, making it easier to hijack accounts. Although I would argue that you most likely need to be, be yeah, you most likely need to be specifically targeted. While Google Authenticator is immensely popular, one of the biggest critics has been that the inability to back up one-time 2FA codes and the lack of multi-device support, which is why you should not use Google Authenticator with Google anyway. In case you didn't foresee the issue here, here it is. Why would you want to secure your cloud services with keys stored <clears throat> on the cloud? That's just stupid. Purchase a pair of Yubi keys. Keep one on your keychain and another one as a backup in a safe. Google accepts YubiKeys. You simply plug it into a USB drive or through your NFC on your smartphone and you have backup. I'm not going to explain how YubiKeys works here. You'll have to do your own research. Without the Authenticator backup feature, if you lost your mobile devices where Google Authenticator was installed, you would also lose all your 2FA configurations, making it very time-consuming and difficult to regain access to your accounts. Furthermore, without a cloud backup, you could not add your 2FA codes to multiple devices, which is why you use YubiKeys. The article goes on about how to use the new Authenticator app, but please do not be stupid. If someone ha hacks into your Google account, storing your security keys there means they also have them. Number five. In perhaps the stupidest reason for keeping marijuana illegal, Republicans, of course, in the state of Minnesota are afraid it will put police dogs out of work <laughs> you heard me right put police dogs out of work republicans desperate to save canines jobs <laughs> following weed legalization seems to have forgotten that unemployment is in fact the default for dogs they all become unemployed in the discussion leading up to a vote on legalizing recreational marijuana Minnesota State Republican Representative Brian Johnson said he was concerned about the cost of getting rid of police department's furry four-legged snitches. <laughs> oh, cute that they used the word snitch. One word for that idiotic statement, people, and that's idiotic. It costs a lot less to get rid of a dog than it does to keep it. Wow, can people really be that stupid? Apparently, yes. Johnson's statements include, quote, I did not see anything reading through this bill dealing with our canine units, unquote. And, quote, can you tell me how much money is in this bill to help defer the cost to our counties and police departments for the cost of the retirement of dogs, unquote. Zero, you idiot. You sell them or you give them away to someone who wants a loyal, trustworthy dog. You don't pay for a dog's retirement. 
You know, it gets worse. It's not the first time politicians and cops have raised the issue, and dozens of canine units around the country have retired as various states have legalized weed. The legal cannabis industry has already created hundreds of thousands of jobs for people, though none for retired dogs, the article states. (laughs) Excuse me, they're dogs. We don't worry about their retirement. In February, Minnesota State Senator John Jasinski, a Republican, brought up the police dog discussion during a committee hearing. What's it going to cost our law enforcement agencies who've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on these dogs to get these dogs drug trained? And now they're going to have to be retired. That's a big issue. That's a huge cost right there, he said. Uh, For the record. Training a police dog can cost between twelve to fifteen thousand. In addition to that, there's the salary of the handler. Yo, Jackwad, that's twelve to fifteen thousand plus the salary of a handler you no longer have to pay. You cut your losses like any other good business person does. Politicians are just stupid. You cut your losses. Here's a better idea. Let their handlers adopt them and make them their family pet. Duh. Most of these dogs would probably be a lot happier sniffing other dogs' butts in your crotch than being forced to stiff out marijuana anyway. (laughs) Alright, and today we have a bonus story, number six. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about the Tennessee Republicans kicking out the two youngest black representatives in their legislature for protesting, only to have them reappointed by the powers that be in their district. Well, now, once again, Republicans in Montana's House of Representatives voted last week to punish the state's first transgender state representative, Zoe Zephyr by barring her from speaking on the House floor or voting in person for the rest of the legislative session. Because, like I said, he, she, it protested. On a party-line vote, Republicans who hold a supermajority voted to ban Zephyr from the House floor gallery, allowing her only to participate in voting remotely for the rest of the session, of which there were about eight days remaining. You know, as much as I hate Biden, the Republicans are proving themselves to be just as stupid. We have something called the First Amendment. People are allowed to protest, and that includes politicians, be they male, female, trans, black, white, Hispanic, Muslim, Jew, or a combination, you name it. You don't have to agree with them, but let them speak. I've never been so disappointed with my country as I am right now during these last few years. There's censorship on both sides. There's no willingness to give credit where credit is due. No desire to cooperate or be civil, or at least not in public. It's dividing the country. It's creating factions of hate. Yet you, the voters, keep buying into this BS. You you don't see it for what it is. And you keep sending these two ass clown parties back into office. Let me say this. If you're not voting for a third party, you are the problem. Plain and simple. 
I seldom swear on this show, but quit voting for these assholes. Vote something different for once. Change isn't going to happen unless you make it happen. With that, it's time to call the podcast and ride on out of here. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.